0: What's
1: going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited.
0: I'm so excited. What are you
1: excited for?
0: Uh lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network,
2: Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app.
3: I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours. Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, emery Hunt, and a cast of experts.
4: Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too.
3: So we'll talk sit starts, we'll talk injuries, we'll talk weather, and we will take your calls and yes. questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good, so fun, so excited. What I can cannot I say? think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need <laughs> prayer. I just need lineup <laughs> lock live, 9 a.m. to kick off Eastern. Be there. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand?
5: Sterling Shepard Michael Thomas These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump, they're due to breakout, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network In year two, things are only getting better, make sure to listen live and download the app FNTSY Radio It's free and it's 24-7 The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network
4: Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind.
6: Welcome to our number two, right here, at fantasy football rewind. My name is Tony Sincada, and we are ready and raring to go. And I gotta tell you, when you're ready and raring to go, and you're saying, "Man, what are we gonna do?" Well, first thing we're gonna do, let's uh, let's give some updates on what's going around at the National Football League, uh, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It is reported that the New England Patriots will not be trading Dion Lewis despite the trade deadline coming on Tuesday. And there was some situations there and some reports. The Ringers' Mike Lombardi reports the Patriots will not trade Deion Lewis. Lewis has been the subject of constant trade chatter, but Lombardi said a deal won't happen. Lombardi, of course, is a longtime Bill Belichick confidant. And the Boston Globe's Ben Avalon chimed in, saying the team's interest in trading for one of the Patriots running backs would have a better shot to acquire Mike Gillisley than Lewis, who has emerged as the team's early leader. Not sure if this is a. Uh, fantasy update or not, but in some two quarterback leagues, I guess he would be worthy. John Harbaugh said Friday that Joe Flacco has a good chance to play Week 9. Added that uh, Monday, Flacco was showing zero symptoms after suffering a scary concussion in last Thursday night's blowout win over Miami. Flacco's ear welled up with a blood on a vicious hit by linebacker Kiko Alonso. He was playing the best game of the season, and then he went down. Delaney Walker missed practice on Monday. He's dealing with a bone bruise on his ankle. Walker was spotted getting around on crunches before the Titans week 8 by. He had an open date to rest the injury. Corey Davis, though, still limited on practice on Monday. He was due back against the Ravens, has been out since week 2. Uh, should be a guy that could make some fantasy impact. The Redskins do not expect... Jordan Reed to be ready for week nine. He's got a hamstring injury with all the other various injuries. He wasn't walking with a heavy limp, but it's always best to assume he's going to miss time. Six teams are on a bye. You're going to have to uh, figure out what the heck you're going to do at the tight end of position. Buffalo Bills tight end, Charles Clay, will not be an option. He was held out of practice Monday. He's apparently making progress, but it's looking like he has a shot every turn Thursday's short week matchup with the Jets. It'll be another week of Nick O'Leary and Logan Thomas because of the game on Thursday. Here we go. We're going to take a quick break right here on Fantasy Football Rewind, and we'll be back with more. So don't go anywhere.
1: unlock the secrets of injury analysis.
6: Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. This is Tony Cicada, and we are here absolutely getting it done. Late at night, we're talking a little fantasy football, and here are the guys uh, from Fantasy Football Best Friends. You have Frank Stanfill, of course, Mike Florio, and the guy named Greg Sussman. And what they do is they were covering today a lot of the reaction uh, that people had for the weekend. And you want to talk about guys that overreact to everything. No one overreacts more than these guys. These guys are a little crazy. They're a little insane. Uh, and we could figure out what to do and what not to do from them. So here is the Fantasy Football Rewind, guys, uh, which you can hear on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network uh, from noon eastern to one each and every day as they get fired up and they get a little crazy man they get a little crazy they get so crazy sometimes i want to go and uh, throw my computer through the tv um, but you never know you don't want to do that because in the end it's going to have to buy a new computer so try to refrain from that here is the fantasy football bffs
5: and what a surprise i had here today clean shaven clean shaven clean shaven I've, no one has been
2: more excited that I shaved than Greg. Like, I, I walked in and he was like, oh my God. I thought it was because I had like Nick stuff on. I was like, yeah, I'm going, to, like, really, yeah, I'm going to the game tonight. He's like, no, no. Oh my God. I, I was like, I, I was genuinely confused for a minute. And then he just gushed over how good it looks.
7: Yeah, it looks great. Is this part of the Halloween costume as well for you? No, he just wanted to do uh, it.
2: I just kind of did uh, it to do it.
7: Yeah. I, pref- and, and I prefer my Florio with big beard. And his girlfriend likes it.
2: Yeah, really? she likes it better like this. Do
7: you prefer it that way, Mike?
2: No, I like it a little bit longer.
5: Yeah, this is yeah. too close. Oh, uh, it looks great. It looks like so fresh and put together nah. well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk oh, on the program today. We wanted to talk about disappointments, uh, specifically disappointments um, from week eight, and and players and and people let you down. But we need to be honest. We are honest yeah. fantasy analysts. People that watch our show and listen to our show each and every day. I think they appreciate our honesty, right? I'd say the biggest disappointment for week number eight was the fantasy BFFs. The BFFs were the biggest disappointment. Oh, we sucked. Damn. It didn't matter. I mean, like, listen, we got to be honest, Frank. It's true. I don't want to lie to anybody. Like, we are experts. We are in these expert leagues, and we are a three-man team. We are proud to be together on this.
7: We're the three-man band.
5: We're a three-man band. We're the BFFs. Yeah, we messed up. Yeah, we did. So we're in a, an expert league. It's the only expert league the three of us are in as a team, as a unit yeah. together. And we have a team that's not, it's not doing so well, but we'll we will try. We agreed to win out. We said last Sunday after we won, we're going to win out. This is our time. We talked ourselves. We needed a defense. We didn't win a defense. The second waiver one run went in. I put some claims in. We got the Cleveland defense. Going to be honest with you again. Got a little too drunk Saturday night, Halloween. Frank got a little too drunk Saturday night, Halloween. Florio got a little too drunk Saturday night, Halloween. So the, the London game starts. I am not awake for it. Me neither. I look at our team at like an hour or so later. I realize, crap, we got the Browns defense. We never put them in. So that was mistake number one. And I texted everybody, and the reaction I basically I was like, ugh,
7: hungover. I don't think I answered you guys until like 2 p.m. yesterday. You didn't. Although I was awake, I just didn't answer. I, I fell back asleep. I felt terrible. <laughs>
5: So that was problem number one. Problem number two was Mike Florio nailed the call. All week long, he sat in that very chair, and he said how great Robbie Anderson was going forward. He really likes Robbie Anderson more than Jermaine curse And while he may have disagreed like that, he was very steadfast on that call that it had Robbie Anderson. So it was all right for Robbie Anderson in the flex. Except we forgot to do so. That, that, that didn't happen either. The VFs lost, and we deserved to. But... Other disappointments. That's what we we'll talk about next. Here, the fantasy football DFS. Skicks sneakers are
3: taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip-on, and kids' tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to skicks.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's skicks.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. Hey, you like fantasy football, you like 8-bit music, you like wrestling, you like fun? Well, I've got fun for you.
4: Let me tell you something, brother. The greatest show ever on Fantasy Sports Radio Network is on Target Fantasy, brother, okay? You've got Drake Sealy. He's a ranker, okay? you got Chris Meady, Canadian kindness, and you've got Joe Pizapia Mr. Blackbook. every day,
5: 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. My God, it's an unbelievable... Watch any of the Niners games. And it's really been the same each of the last three weeks. Carlos Hyde, yes, he gets the ball. Yes, he catches passes. Yes, he's out there more, more than any other, you know, more than Matt Breeder or anything like that. It's not like a worry. It's not a concern. But this offense is downright awful. Like, it's pitiful. And it wasn't like this earlier on with Brian Hoyer. Like with Brian Hoyer, like, they moved down the field. They were competitive in games. C.J. Beathard should not be just starting quarterback in the NFL. He shouldn't be a backup quarterback in the NFL. And with Beathard, it leaves nothing for Carlos Hyde. There's no room to run. There's no threat to pass. It's awful. It's brutal. If you're a Carlos Hyde owner, I think you have every right to be worried right now, Frank.
7: Yeah, I think it all starts with C.J. Beathard and the quarterback play. I think, look, what he's done so far, 245 passing yards or less in each of the games that he's started. He has two touchdowns, three interceptions, just not moving the ball down the field, like you said. And coming into that week where Brian Hoyer got benched, it's not like he did anything crazy to earn that benching. Like, coming into that game, I think we all kind of liked him as a sleeper because he he had a couple of games in a row where the 49ers offense was actually performing pretty well. So it's just crazy. I think it all starts with the quarterback. Um, Carlos Hyde, three out of the last four games, has had 28 rushing yards or less in those games. 1.38 yards per carry, 2.15 yards per carry. 2.08 yards per carry. A lot of it is probably not on his fault. I will say the saving grace is what you mentioned last week and what you've already mentioned earlier is that he's getting it done in the passing game. He's on pace for 92 targets and 62 receptions, which is amazing for him as a PPR back. So I I think in PPR, he's still like a solid RB2 based on that volume. But in standard, I mean, if he's not scoring touchdowns, if he's not running efficiently, I think we have to start to devalue him a little bit, at least down to like a low-end RB2. But um, because of the, the the receiving volume, he's still going to be you know valuable in PPR format.
5: Florio, is it fair to say, um, yesterday for Carlos Hyde uh, in a half one PPR he had six point seven points. Is that the floor? I'd say so because three
2: straight games with at least four receptions. And I know you really can't do this, but if that was Carlos Hyde on the field instead of Matt Breida for you know when he was just wide open caught the ball and had nothing but room sure. in front of him, if Carlos Hyde ran that in for a touchdown. Are we really talking about how worried we are about Carlos Hyde right
5: now? No, no, it would be the same story about each of the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, and I think that's how what we were talking about the last couple of weeks are what we have to value Carlos Hyde at. Much better in PPR. and standard, probably not a guy you want to trust week in and week out. But in PPR formats, you know his floor is going to at least be like, I think at least, more weeks than not, he's going to give you three or four catches. You look at his game log, there's one game this year where he doesn't have a, at least three catches, so... You're going. You know the floor is safe. The upside, though, is extremely capped because of the quarterback play.
5: Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, and, and it's frustrating because I, I, I talk about my teams obviously a lot here, but my two running backs play on such terrible teams. And maybe I and I, I wasn't you, Mike, that during the during the offseason was like, listen, I want running backs on good teams. I thought that might have been you, maybe not. But I did not follow that advice at all, and, and I drafted these. Two running backs and two terrible teams in, in the Bears and the Niners and Hayden and Howard because I, I really like Carlos Hyde a lot this year. I really like Jordan Howard a lot and, and Jordan Howard, like his floor is so much higher because they run the ball every play, and he's Jordan going Howard's going to gonna touch the ball a hundred times a game. Correct. So, <laughs> so 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 there is that upside there. Even the, not that Trubisky is a threat to throw, but he's more of a threat than CJ Beathard, and, and it's bad. And I'm going to hopefully remember this. I try to learn something. Every fantasy season, I think we all should. We all should try to learn something. Last year, I I learned that I should always draft Michael Crabtree, not Amari Cooper. Uh, This year, I'm going to learn to draft running backs
7: that aren't on terrible teams. I think that that's a theory that we should subscribe to, too. And it's kind of like an age-old theory of fantasy, football at least, uh, is that you draft running backs on good teams because in the fourth quarter when they're winning games, they're grinding down the clock. Those are when those running backs are getting touches. And if you look at some of the biggest busts so far of the early round running backs, it's been Isaiah Crowell on a bad team it's been Carlos Hyde I mean Carlos Hyde's been okay he's not completely terrible but Isaiah Crowell is one that I think comes to mind for everybody and then you draft wide receivers that typically have bad defenses or are on not necessarily with a bad quarterback but on a bad team that's going to be playing from behind and has to throw a lot to compete in the second half of games so much of fantasy is won in like the second half garbage time fourth quarter uh, whether a team is trailing or not so if we look at try to subscribe that theory to Okay, draft running backs on good teams when they have leads grinding out the clock. I think that makes more sense. And, and that's probably something that we should take away and we probably don't pay attention to enough in the, in the preseason. I agree. I want
2: to play devil's advocate, though. Not that please. I disagree no, with this, no, this logic. Yeah, yeah. The Rams, we thought we were going to be one of the worst teams in the league coming into the season. That's the other side. Todd Gurley is awesome. We thought the Jaguars were going to be a very bad team. Leonard Fournette is awesome. We thought the Bills were going to be a bad team. All of these guys, LaShawn McCoy and them, they're all top eight running backs this year. Carlos Hyde, I'm looking at my home league, which is half point PPR and fantasy points so far. He's a top ten running back. Yeah. So, I, I think we do, you obviously want to try to project and, and look at it and how teams are going to, to be. Because I do agree, it is it does impact these running backs. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Because if you did that, you would have missed out on McCoy. You would have missed out on Fournette. You would have missed out on Gurley. You would
6: Mike Florio jamming home the point there. Uh, So you guys on the running back pictures, the running back is always the toughest part there. You listen to Fantasy Football BFFs. Uh, You can actually see a clean shaven Frank Stanfield on FNTSY Sports Network on YouTube. You subscribe, there's 49,000 people subscribing. So, hey, if you're not there, you've got to figure out what the heck 49,000 other people are doing there. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll be back after this.
3: Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true Fan.
6: does your fantasy football team suck <laughs> did you draft david johnson with the first pick <laughs> i can help you out Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now.
7: Hey, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jill. <laughs> and we're the interns. The fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
8: Yours call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 220 3479. 800 220 3479. That's 800 220 3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida 33313. Not a loan company licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 19, Oregon DM 80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC 32.
0: In this league, a
4: show about games hosted by men who act like kids.
3: Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate.
4: Really? You saying we're immature? Like how? Dick Butkus? Phrasing. Boom!
5: (laughs) Hmm.
4: Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with the fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
6: Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's get to Mike Florio, Frank Stanfeld, and of course, our guy, a, Greg, Greg Sussman. Of these
2: running backs that do have value. Yeah, yeah. I
7: mean, every situation is different. You kind of have to look at it uh, with the player, the position that they're in and stuff. I mean, Gurley, we knew, like, regardless of him being on a bad team, we didn't know how that offense was going to look, that there was going to be a ton of volume. Same thing with McCoy. We thought maybe he can lead this team in receiving, and up to this point, it's looking like he is going to do that. So I think you have to pick and choose. Like, Isaiah Crowell should have been easier for us to notice because that's, that was just a bad team sure. coming in with a young quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, and I think
5: some people did, right? The people that didn't like Crowell, yeah. who we're going to talk about in one second, um, didn't like Crowell, didn't like him because... Listen, you know, Cleveland, they're not going to be up ever in games. And the ar- other argument was, that, well, he's the guy. He's going to score touchdowns. He's good. And if there's one strength for the Browns, it's that offensive line. I think people saw both the Browns. I know I do with Carlos Hyde and the Niners. They thought they were going to be better. Like, they didn't think they were going to be, once again, winless halfway through the season. And we're wrong. To continue to play
2: devil's advocate, though, like, Carlos Hyde has more fantasy points than DeMarco Murray, who we thought that team, and they, they very might win that division. Yeah, we yeah. thought they would. Uh, you look at it. Ty Montgomery, a very good running back on a very good team. Uh, There was one – oh, Jay Ajayi. Yeah. I I mean, he's been one of the bigger busts at the running back position so far this year. So I I do agree, I do buy in that you don't want a running back with – I'm not saying even a bad team. I'm saying uh, a team with a poor quarterback play and where they're not going to be able to get him the ball at all, much like what happened to Todd Gurley last year where teams just had to – Keenan on the run, and they knew that's all they had to do to beat that team. That's what I would try to look at more than just, this team is going to have a losing record. I don't want their running back.
5: Yeah, no, I, I get it. And it, 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 The problem is, the real devil's advocate side of it, is it's, it's really hard to predict who's good. And yes. you used the Rams as an example a couple of moments ago. That would be the one team I, I didn't think would be good. And I should have paid attention to, they brought in these offensive linemen, they bring Andrew Whitworth, they really make that op- remake that offensive line. I should have realized that.
2: I didn't. My bad. But the Jaguars, too, like, we all knew they had pieces on defense. We did not think their defense oh, was yeah, going absolutely. to be this good. Absolutely. And that they could continue to give Fournette the ball And then you had Fournette's ankle
5: and foot injuries. Yeah. And people corrected me on our video from Friday. Like, oh, this time it's his ankle. It's not his foot. Well, you know what? It's all around the same area. So I think it all is affected the same thing. Whatever. Um, but, yes, exactly. We can't predict everything. We can just try to get better. One, and one of the things—I'm sorry, Mike. One of the things we couldn't predict was this past Sunday. This was the week Isaiah Crow was going to go off. Seriously?
7: Yeah, the Vikings too. I mean, I, a lot of it played into—I know Duke Johnson left that game late, and they, but it was late. It was later. He was having yeah. a good game before that.
5: Yeah. Like, you
2: can't predict but the, this His thing. first carry of the game was his—it was the long touchdown. Correct. run. And I, I will say this though too. Not only do I think the quarterback play gets overlooked sometimes with running backs, offensive lines way too much, like. We all bought into the Bengals' offense and just how electric they could be. They are terrible. Like, against the Colts yesterday, they were terrible.
7: But we were worried about that coming in to the but, season. We were worried about oh, the Oh, absolutely. We said more. that many times on the show. Were.
2: But we still, uh, most people still had Jeremy, uh, I'm sorry, Joe Mixon in the, as a top 15 running back. Sure. Everyone had A.J. Green High. Obviously, he's played well. But people were buying into Tyler Eifert, Andy
5: Dalton. There was discussions if he could be this year's Matt Ryan. No question. But the one thing, the one drawback we said with Cincinnati – was their offensive line, what would they do? They did nothing. And now the offensive line, 11 carries, 18 yards for Joe Mixon. Uh, it's just not going to get it done. It's just not good enough. He just yes. had that one big catch. That one was it. big catch, which he didn't score on. And as that running back, as a rookie running back, you think he just had that breakaway speed to get there, and he didn't. And I was like, wow. And uh, I owed him in a league, and my, my buddy, my partner in the league, texted me, He's like, man, he couldn't get another 40 yards just to get that touchdown, and he doesn't wind up getting a touchdown. Uh, it really hurt us, I know, uh, from a fantasy perspective.
7: All right. Other-
6: Joe Mixon, an absolute disappointment, and that's the whole thing. That's why the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge package is a great, great thing for everybody uh, to buy prior to this season. One of the things that they do is they have a Mike Blewett, uh, who I used to work with for a long time over at Sirius XM. Mike Blewett writes an offensive line a situation, and they every single offensive line ranks him, you know, one to thirty-two. And that's something you can get from the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Package. You're looking at Fantasy Football or Rewind, and we're listening to Week 8 Bust and Disappointments. Back to Mike Florio, Greg Sussman, and Frank Stanfill.
5: Uh, about the Bengals and the Colts game just a few moments ago. And in particular, Joe Mixon, I thought, it wasn't a disappointment because they had that long uh, reception, finishes with close to 100 receiving yards, right? so fine. You'll take that day, obviously, and, and, and you'll move on. So it wasn't a disappointment. I think Andy Dalton uh, was a bit of a disappointment yesterday, for those, especially for those that started him uh, over Deshaun Watson. Disappointment. Frank's call of benching Deshaun Watson.
7: Oh, yeah, huge. <laughs> I mean, but I actually, you know, the advice that I give out, I actually use. So, I, I suffer from that. Correct. Like, I, I legitimately have Tyrod Taylor and Deshaun Watson in two leagues, and I use Tyrod Taylor over both of them. And Deshaun Watson more than doubled him up in both leagues. And did it cost you? No. I actually am going to win in both. All
5: right. So, so that's all right. Right. It's fine. For now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Andy Dalton, a bit of a disappointment yesterday, but more so the Colts, right? So, we talked about all these tight ends and, and Nick Leary and whatnot, and I wound up starting Jack Doyle. I was like, wow, awesome. I, I finally made a good decision. But... I read this stat this morning, and it was crazy. So, Jack Doyle had, what, 120-something receiving yards? 12 for 121. All right, so he had 121 receiving yards. And a TD. I know. The next highest, most uh, biggest yardage, is what I'm trying to say, for any pass catcher in Indy was Marlon Mack's 35 yards. You had Jack Doyle at 121, and then you had Marlon Mack at 35 or 36, whatever. That's like... Insane when you have T.Y. Hilton, who we all believe in real life is a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Are you kidding
7: me? Two? What was it? Two for fifteen? Something like that. It was, I mean, it was a bad matchup. The the Bengals' defense, their secondary, to their credit, has been has played very well. Um, there has not been much chemistry between Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton. He's extremely boomer bust. I mean, this is kind of the player he used to be, but this is kind of like what it can look like on steroids, where like he's only had two monster games this year and then everything else has just been terrible. Right. And I mean, I've, I've seen his name kind of like thrown around with trade rumors and stuff. I know tomorrow's a trade deadline, so obviously we'll know more by then. I don't think it will happen because he's still kind of young and part of that core sure. with Andrew Luck. Uh, but it's been a bad season. I, I've seen people talk about dropping him. I, I wouldn't go that far yet because we've seen with players like Amari Cooper, that upside that they can still have. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think I'm at that point yet. And, and to Jack Doyle's credit, he has 55 targets on the season through seven games. Sure. That is the third most among tight ends. And behind he missed, only the, Zach missed Ertz the game, right? And Gronkowski. I think he missed the game, too. Yeah, they haven't had their bye yet, so he missed one game. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty impressive. 55 targets in seven games. That's third among all tight ends, ahead of Evan Ingram, Kelsey, Delaney Walker, Jason Witten, Kyle Rudolph. So, I mean, as long as the volume and opportunity is there, Jack Doyle is a legit tight end one.
2: I, I was on Jack Doyle last week, not, not to pat myself on the back. And the only... I didn't think he was going to do this 12 for 121 and a touchdown. Not, No chance in hell did I think that. But five of his last six games and now four in a row, at least five receptions. I, I, my thing was, in PPR leagues, he is a low-end tight end one every week because that's just who percent is throwing the ball to. And if, as a tight end, if you're getting five catches, you're going to more than likely finish as a tight end one.
5: Yeah, 100%. And... It is clear now that he's Jacoby Brissett's favorite target. Yes, easily. So, Jack Doyle, one of these guys, is that another buy yet? Did the other buy this week? I have no
7: idea. No. Um, it, it's th- going to be the Bears, Browns, Chargers, Vi- Vikings, Patriots, and Steelers. Okay. Six in week nine again. So, right now, if you're a Jack Doyle, the Colts under,
2: have a week 11 buy.
5: You kind of just throw in your lineup and move yeah. on, yeah. which is nice. Um, tell you what, as someone who's been looking for tight end the whole time, that's nice to stumble upon that here. Um it's crazy to me to think that when you have a guy like T.Y. Hilton, who blew up a couple of weeks ago and when people thought Andrew Luck was coming back, idiots, um, that everyone jumped at it. Everyone, trade with T.Y. Hilton now, he's going to win you leagues, the second half's going to be insane. Because he, he had that blow-up game and it was, he left injured, he came back. I mean, it was awesome. It was absolutely incredible. And a game later, and a game after that, here we are, we're sitting here, nothing. I don't get how you can blow up like that and then do nothing. Which leads me to Amari Cooper, who has the game of his life last Thursday against, uh, against Kansas City, and blows up Amari Cooper's back. He was the fastest buy high, sell high, buy low, whatever candidate I've ever seen in my life. And he comes back yesterday, and he starts off the game hot. Like, he target, reception, target, reception. And he's like, okay, they have found something here with Amari Cooper. And whether it was just the Raiders offense or Amari Cooper in general, he basically, or it felt like to me at least, he got shut out in that second half. He finishes with 5 for 48. How do you go from so high to so low in one week?
2: I watched this entire game because it, sure. it was a huge game for the Bills. Yeah, yeah. And I, watching it, this was one of the many games where weather highly impacted it. Okay. They weren't taking shots down the field. They, they just, they really weren't. They were, that's why if you look at it, you know who their leading receiver was? Crabtree. Well, that's yards. Receptions, DeAndre Washington eight. with eight. Yeah. So And Jalen Rashard on, on his own had five. They were dumping off a ton to the running backs. They weren't taking shots down the field. And give credit to the Bills defense. They forced four turnovers. So, they while like, the, the Raiders were playing from behind the entire game. And, and that just against a pretty tough secondary that doesn't bode well. And it just from start to finish, Derek Carr and the entire Raiders offense just looked uncomfortable in, in that type of situation, the, the poor weather, the wind, the rain, the cold. So it just I, I don't blame purely Amari Cooper. I think the whole okay. offense was kind of out of whack yesterday.
5: Well, I'll say this. Frank, you were the one that was very, very much on, listen, 1 o'clock across the coast, West uh, west Coast team coming east, weather's bad. It all ended up as a bad matchup for Oakland.
7: Yeah, yeah, and this is who Amari Cooper is, though. At this point, it's one big game, one letdown game, and this is who he is. At this point, this is how you need to value Amari Cooper. He's a high end wide receiver three with boomer bust potential, and that's it. He has to stay in your lineup every single week because we saw what he can do two weeks ago. I mean, if you try to figure out the weeks that he's going to go off, you're just going to end up giving yourself a headache. So he's one of these players, boomer bust, high end wide receiver three, who needs to be in your lineup because we know what his upside is. But there are going to be a lot of performances like this from here on out where he just lets you down. He is the ultimate. Best ball play at this point, and it's sad to say because I think the talent is there. I think we all believe that, but until he finds a way and the Raiders find a way for him to be a more consistent option, that is how he needs to be valued for fantasy football.
6: There you have it, guys. He's right, man. Boomer bust, you're held hostage because you got to put him in. There's no way you cannot put him in and live and go crazy like that. So well, that's the Fantasy BFFs. So we'll take a quick break right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You'll listen to Fantasy best friends forever on Fantasy Football Rewind. we back more after this.
7: Hey, I'm Melissa And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota
0: this February. All you have to do is play our Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game.
7: Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network.
3: Hey everybody, it's me, Joe P Zapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series, and right now you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback, and it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Sealy, I got Sammy Reed, I got Gary Davenport, I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best selling in fantasy sports for the tenth straight time. You know why? Because once you go Blackbook, you never go back. back. Skicks sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skicks canvas high top, low top, slip-on, and kids' tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skicks helps fans perform better. Go to Skicks.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skicks.com. Skicks sneakers, the soul of a true fan.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson. It's Fantasy Football Season right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So make sure you tune into the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy with myself, Jake Seely, and Wall Street Matt Medica. If we were a hip-hop group, we'd be like Migos because we're popping right now. Tune in every weekday morning at 9 a.m. East. Rankings, projections, ADP talk. And we take your phone calls. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy. 9 a.m. East. Every weekday morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
6: Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. The guys are getting it done today. Good stuff. Week eight disappointments. Craig Sussman, Mike Florio, and Frankie
2: Stanfield. I, say, I guarantee you, next year he's a top 20 wide receiver sure. and gets drafted ahead of Michael Crabtree, which is insane.
7: I guarantee it. I don't know that he'll get drafted ahead of Crabtree again. I, obviously, a lot depends on what happens for the rest of the season. But I mean, as of right now, I agree with you. I think people will probably still overrate him and he'll probably still be a top 20 wide receiver. People but fall I think in love Crabtree. I think people will finally figure out that Crabtree needs to be drafted ahead of him. They'll probably both be drafted as top twenty wide receivers.
5: I think so. I I think so too. I think people have kind of finally. I say this every year. I finally come around. I'm like, oh, Crabtree. Didn't we say this last year? Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
2: And Cooper was going two, three rounds rounds uh, earlier. uh, Yeah. A lot will change before August.
5: A lot, a, a lot does change before August. People
7: pay for upside. It happens every single year.
5: Yes, they do. They don't care about floors. But there is upside with Michael Crabtree. He, he loved the league touchdowns. I mean, coming in yesterday, he
7: was going the league touchdowns. No, well, people look at Crabtree as kind of like the safe, consistent, kind of like not sexy name. Right. And we and they always like, devalue that player. Eric Decker a couple of years ago got right. devalued because of that too. And they look at like Cooper as someone who could just blow up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get it. You and get and it. I mean, we could talk about this player too. Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very similar to... Amari Cooper, yes, he's playing with Tom Brady, so I think that makes him his situation better, like valuing him moving forward for this season. But I, would, I wouldn't rank Brandon Cooks as higher than a high-end wide receiver two, maybe just a solid wide receiver two, B- boomer bust potential.
2: Brandon Cooks, I did a bad job on not impact, figuring in the weather enough because this was another weird game. You look at it, you know who their top two receivers were yesterday? Rex Burkhead and James White. So they clearly weren't taking shots down the field. Nope. They they were playing it safe. They had a lead. They were just d- dinking and dumping. And it, it, obviously it was because of the, the, the torrential rain that we saw on the whole East Coast yesterday. And it, it impacted these games. And I myself don't think I put enough stock into that because sure. usually in the rain – it it makes somewhat of an impact, but not. But yesterday was not just rain. It was rain mixed with very, very strong wind. And that's what really impacts the receivers because throwing the ball down the field, it's hard to be accurate with that wind.
7: It's just annoying as a Brandon Cooks owner. Like, I own him in one league, and he, he's just kind of an annoying player to, to, to own because, I mean, I agree with what you said about the rain, but Chris Hogan still had 5 for 60. Like, that, if I would have got that out of Brandon Cooks, obviously you'd want more, but I wouldn't be disappointed with 5 from 60 from Brandon Cooks. 5 for 26 is just... They're Black. different
2: players, though. Chris Hogan is more of the possession guy. Sure. Move the chains where Cooks, they're they're trying to get him the ball in space where he can break a play and, and take it the distance. And that's true. That's ultimately why I think that, like, Yesterday, their three, Hogan was their third leading receiver because it was all the possession guys, the guys who you could just do a short pass and they could run for a couple yards and move the chains. That's really what the Patriots' offense looked like yesterday.
5: Thinking of giving DFS a try, Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, and the single-entry contest only. Fantasy Factor runs NFL and NBA contests every single week, and they're free. Free to enter. Sign up right now at www.fantasyfactor.com. You know, a bunch of other wide receivers receivers were disappointing here um, this week. And there's two that really stood out to me because I remember last week we had asked this player or this player. And it started with Willie Sneed. This is the conversation we had early last week. Willie Sneed, what do we do with him? And the three of us made the consensus, drop him, get rid of him. We're done. What do you have?
2: Nothing this week, right? I believe, I'm double checking this, but I believe he played just four snaps. Right.
7: Four snaps. He definitely wasn't targeted.
5: Yeah, just A four snaps. Time. Just. He played four snaps all game. The offense—the most important thing in New Orleans—is the offense has changed. And Corey said it just a mo- couple of moments ago on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, and-, and that was that. Dare I say that Drew Brees is a game manager? And I'm never going to put say ultimately yes, but the way that they're running the offense, ball control, handing the ball off to Mark Ingram, handing the ball off to Alvin Kamara, and use their very good defense—and it's working. And it's working. And it's working. One, five in a row. And it's working. Michael Thomas is the wide receiver one. Ted Ginn is the wide receiver, too, and you have these running backs, and that's it. That's one of the guys, Willie need. When we come back, the other conversation we had more than any conversation last week was between two other wide receivers, one that went off in Juju Smith-Schuster and the other one that did not in Josh Doxon. Is it another weather-related conversation, or is there more here? The VFFS break that down when we return on the Fantasy Sports.
6: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Willie Sneed is definitely a guy that you can cut. And don't fall into the narrative where Sean Payton says he's got to get him more involved. We hear that about Matthias Bryant, then he gets on, you know, rides the pine. Got to stop falling in love with narratives and look at what's going on in the field. That's what matters, that's what's the key. And everything so we're gonna go back to the guys they're gonna break down josh doxson and of course juju smith schuster
5: who lit it up lit it up how to help those that have blood gas you can legitimately save a life just by swabbing your cheeks it takes two seconds uh you send in the swabs you find out if you're a match uh and you can actually save someone's life it's an incredibly rewarding experience We please Please, please, if you have a chance, check it out at rotoexperts.com. By going there, you also have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Click a link at the bottom of the page. Play a DFS game. You win any of the first 16 weeks. You head to Week 17, and you have an opportunity to, once again, go to the Super Bowl. Another way to go to the big game is with our Trivia Challenge. Starting tomorrow, all along the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you have an opportunity to go to the big game in Minnesota. All you got to do, answer four questions correctly, and that's it. Done. Wow. Uh, bye. When do you need to play? Listen to our station, and we'll tell you when and where. What, what shows have it? The contest each and every day. This is the Big Game Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Okay, Juju Smith-Schuster went off last night in the Fu Martavis Bryant game. I'm calling it. He's the man, Juju. Did you see his yeah. tweet this morning? Awesome tweet. He's just—he's the
2: biggest face in the NFL right now. That's a large statement. No, like, in a wrestling term. No, no, Like, I, like I, he I, made no, a huge face turn mean. this past week. What, was he a heel? Well, he just was like a nobody. Well, Martavis Bryant is a heel. Yeah. He was like, he was. What? He went from jobber to, like, huge face. Sure. I
7: guess. All right, whatever. Um, what was the tweet? I actually didn't see it.
2: He tweeted out, he quoted... What his draft combo, uh, yes. scouting report was that he will, he's not a wide receiver in the NFL that could create space and with the picture of him yesterday running by the uh, the Lions cornerbacks yes that's awesome yeah it
5: was that was cool that was cool um, okay guys Josh Dachson on the other hand did not he was the most talked about player I think all of last week and he did well nothing one catch one yard one touchdown. So that touchdown saved your day from getting a complete zero. But it was bad. 50 snaps he played. We talked about this during the break. 50 snaps he played. He basically was on the field all game and he had one catch on three targets. He dropped one, pass interference on another. It was bad. Is there hope, Florio? Yes. I
2: think there 100% is hope. I think this game, more than probably most, was 100% impacted by the rain. You look at it, Dak Prescott threw the ball 22 times. And Kirk Cousins... I mean, they ran the ball 33 times with Zeke. That was clearly their game plan. Just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They're on the other side, though, Washington couldn't do that because they don't have a running back like that. That's why you look at it. Watching that game, though, like, there was a few balls that, that Kirk Cousins, who's normally pretty accurate, makes, and he was just overthrowing them. Like, And, and you would see, he was wiping his hands. Like, I 100% uh, uh, attribute this poor performance to rain, and it makes sense that this is the game where... Their two top receivers were Jamison Crowder and Chris Thompson, guys who run routes closer to the line of scrimmage. And also, on their final possession, which ultimately ended up being the pick six that put the game away, they had less than a minute to go the whole field, and they weren't taking shots down the field.
6: Yeah. They were digging and dumping. Can, yep. mm-hmm.
2: Because Kirk Cousins had no accuracy going down the field. Toro Pryor came in. I know he ended up with a donut, but he came in. He got wide open, and Kirk Cousins tried to throw him the ball and an air mouth on him. Terrell Pryor did make a good effort to go up and catch it, but he fell out of bounds because it was just the ball was way overthrown, and Kirk Cousins just had no feel for it. And I think it was because of the torrential rain and wind that that we saw in this game.
7: Yeah, I agree 100. percent And on top of that, we can't forget that the Redskins were missing multiple offensive linemen, so that also lends itself to short passes sure. using Chris Thompson as a receiver out of the backfield as an extension of the running game. Because, like Mike mentioned, they don't they just don't have that runner. They don't have that, you know, bruiser between the tackles that you could just feed. Rob Kelly was, you know, he scored a touchdown besides that. Not good. 8 for 19 yards. Not even Chris Thompson could break anything either, either in this game. As a rusher, he did very well as a receiver, but I agree with Mike. I think, you know, Crowder having his best game, Chris Thompson doing very well as a receiver was all because of the rain and the fact that the Redskins were missing multiple offensive linemen in this game. So I think that was by design. I'm very encouraged by the fact that Josh Doxon played 50 snaps. It was his career-high percentage in offensive snaps for a single game. So I'm still very excited about him moving forward. Maybe we got a little too excited. I think you could still value him as a low-end wide receiver three, though, with upside, though, because the talent is there. We know Kirk Cousins is going to take his shots. And as the season goes on, I just think it's obvious that they're starting to phase out Terrell Pryor, and Josh Doxon is going to get more involved.
5: (sighs) I hope so, Uh, as as that Josh Doxon owner. I I need him to, and you're absolutely right, that they're just thinking and dunking. You're encouraged by the amount of snaps. You're encouraged that Terrell Pryor is on the bench. And I, I think you have to be encouraged, too, that Jordan
2: Reed once again got hurt. Not, sure. that, not that it's good to see him get hurt, but right. that just means there's going to be even more
5: targets for the taking.
7: Especially in the red zone, too, because I think that's somewhere that where Josh Dotson could mm-hmm. thrive. And, it, well, and he
5: has, right? Like He's what, scored touches in at least back-to-back games if not back-to-back-to-back games. And it was on he's the one-yard line, one, too. So. No, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's not that Will Fuller. Will Fuller's eff- effing
7: awesome. yeah.
5: It's yeah. another one you, we got wrong. but Yes, right. bad. We literally put him on I a graphic. a
7: lot of people were down on Will we, Fuller, though. That but, was, like, kind of consensus. But we put him in a graphic saying bust of the week. All right,
5: sorry. <laughs> 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 little Mia Coppola's this week. Uh, speaking of disappointing players, guys, let's look about Atlanta here. The Atlanta Falcons, in general, have been a disappointment. I, I think Steve Sarkeesian, I say this all the time, needs to be fired. And Julio Jones, again, not being the leading receiver, targeted receptions, neither. Um... It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me. But one of the things we called out about Sarkisian was his use of Tevin Coleman, and it was very frustrating that Coleman wasn't getting the usage that he had last year. This game, he did 14 carries, I believe, and he was involved uh, in the passing game as well. All in spite of Demonte Freeman, we weren't seeing both of these guys um, play together. We were just seeing a lot more Coleman than we were Freeman, and this surprised me because they played in New York. Florio, you've been our weather expert throughout the show, and they've had they had terrible they had, Terrible weather in New York as well, and this is a game where they did um, still kind of throw you know, throw it all, like Robbie Anderson for instance to Mohammed Sanu. So they threw it up a little bit more in New York than some of these other places. But Tevin Coleman was the guy, and even when they got on the red zone, they didn't handle Devontae Freeman enough. Freeman was the bust. Coleman was the surprise, even though he didn't look unbelievable by any stretch of the imagination. He had one big run, one big run, fifty-two yard run. What do you make of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman? It's very
2: frustrating, and I, I agree with you. He needs to go, man. But you look at it, like, what made these two guys so great last year was their ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. They each had one reception yesterday. Yeah.
6: One reception yesterday. Devonta Freeman injured his shoulder in that game. Uh, so we'll see how that one plays out. I'm going to take a quick break, come back, and finish up the Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Tony Sincotta from Fantasy First Look. You can join me every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I am joined by George Kurtz and, of course, Joe Galena, the Fantasy Jesus. If you guys want to watch the Monday Night Football game, turn the volume down and listen to us. If you can't make that commitment, subscribe on iTunes every single week. Get the best podcast in the business when it comes to fantasy football. That I'll guarantee. Fantasy First Look, 9 p.m. Eastern.
3: Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg! Drinks on Greg! Drinks on Greg! With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Staple, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people.
5: Yo! This is the fantasy
3: football. Best friends forever. Check out the fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page.
1: Are you looking for the most complete college football coverage on Saturday morning? Then tune in to College Football Today with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We break down every FBS conference, give you expert in-depth game analysis, and provide you with game predictions to get you set for kickoff. Your Saturday will be rocking as we talk with your favorite players from every school. Tune in every Saturday morning and start your tailgate off with us. We have you covered.
6: back to the fantasy sports radio network this is tony cicada this was fantasy football rewind which you can get every monday through friday 1 a.m to 3 a.m on the east coast and you know on the west coast we're available too but you gotta get up a little earlier if you sleep late right 10 p.m We get it done. So I want you guys to go out there, go to iTunes, and go to Stitcher, and go to Google Play, and subscribe to the show. So that way, if you miss it, you always get it, and that's the way to go after it. That's the way to be the man, and it's always good to be the man, especially when it comes to fantasy. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. Remember that. And, of course, you can hear us before on Fantasy Football News Desk. Each and every night, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm on the Out Blog Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, giving the DFS information that's going to make you a winner every night that night as you put it all together and you want to make yourself a fantasy champion. And also, if you need a couple laughs, the way to get laughs is to go to iTunes, Google Play, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. Stand Up Fantasy will make you laugh make you excited, make you love your life again, and get tips and education. Tony's got a
3: fantasy football rewind, and we're out of here.